0: The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women.
1: Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results.
0: Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome
1: to Self-Care Club. La-la-la-la-la-la-la. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Laura. Are you ready to warm up your pipes and sing for self-care? Oh, yes. Bring it on. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self-Care
0: Club.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> Singing. Was it? I Was know. it? Probably not. <laughs> Singing is the UK's second most popular recreational activity after sport and it's estimated that an incredible 2.8 million Britons are now members of a choir. Just like sporty types they get some of the health benefits like increased lung capacity and better posture but they also get the sheer joy of singing in a group. Singing is self-expression at its most free and immediate. We're all born with the fundamental desire to express ourselves through our voices. We cry at birth to attract attention and throughout our lives to express our emotions. But growing up, most people become increasingly reluctant in their vocal expression, feeling very self-conscious about their natural sound. As well as shyness, with such a vast array of music now available, we feel pressure to sound like other well-known, talented voices. Do we, we? Yes. Who do you feel pressure to sound like? Adele. I knew you were going to say Adele. I think you're aiming a bit high. Maybe a little high. And we rarely have the courage to use our own, but maybe we all should. Because there are multiple studies showing there are tangible physical, emotional and psychological benefits to singing.
0: Let's start with the psychological and emotional benefits. Studies have shown that when people sing, cortisol is lowered and endorphins and oxytocin are released by the brain, which in turn lowers stress, tension and anxiety levels. Just like a high after exercise, you can also get a singer's high. Oxytocin also enhances feelings of trust and bonding, which explains the report that singing also improves depression and feelings of loneliness. It releases dopamine, which helps regulate the brain's pleasure and reward centers. And it ups your serotonin, helping to regulate mood and social behavior, appetite and digestion, sleep and memory. Basically, singing, whether alone in the shower or while driving a car, in a karaoke bar or in a choir, it's all the happiness hormones, which we love at the Self-Care Club. Singing also boosts confidence. The release of endorphins gives singers a positive feeling and an energy boost. The act of learning a new skill and improving also helps to influence your confidence and self-esteem. Singing is a mindful activity. So much is going on in your body and mind when you sing that when you are singing, you are fully focused on just that. This allows you to live completely in the moment, distracting your mind from negative thoughts, focusing on the sound, the action, the breathing, the feeling, and the pleasure of song. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. What about the physical benefits, if
1: that is not enough? Singing strengthens the immune system, improves your breathing. When you learn to sing, you learn to breathe well and use your diaphragm and increase your oxygen intake and your lung capacity. According to research, this improved breathing and knowledge of the breath also helps people to deal with anxiety and panic attacks. Singing has a positive effect on memory. Studies have shown that in patients with dementia, singing improved memory and reduced depression. You're also exercising major muscle groups in the upper body, helping to improve the efficiency of your cardiovascular system and encourage you to take more oxygen in the body, helping you stay more alert. Jesus Christ, it literally sounds like life-saving. It sounds like exercise. Singing also helps with pain. In studies conducted with people suffering chronic pain, singing has been shown to alleviate pain symptoms for not just the immediate afterward, but up to six months later. The studies have also shown that singing could have a real impact on the amount of pain relief medication used by participants. There's also some evidence that singing can help reduce snoring and sleep apnea, essentially (laughs) making you and your bed partner sleep better. So we began our weeks. We did it in two parts really, didn't we? Yes, We started our weeks by enlisting the help of vocal coaches Richard Forbes and Eliza Mishkon to warm up our pipes with a singing lesson. Rich is a London-based singer, songwriter, composer, vocal coach, and choir master with 20 years of live recording and teaching experience. He's worked with Sam Smith, Paloma Faith, and West End Performers, and now me. And he's also... <laughs> the-
2: Definitely not.
1: He's also the (laughs) choir master and the leader of the Our Voices Choir, which was founded by him five years ago and who we joined for their weekly rehearsal. Eliza Mishkon works as an award-winning professional vocal coach and session singer and songwriter. She teaches people of any ability from beginners to professionals and works within the film and TV industry, preparing actors for roles that require singing. She's also worked with numerous professional recording artists and has written two albums. And she's also a member of the Our Voices Choir. And if her surname sounds rather familiar, that is because she also happens to be my sister-in-law. So this week's practice was her idea, but we are too close for her to be my teacher. So she took you on, Nicole, for your singing lesson. She did. And Rich took me on. And here's what they had to say.
3: As a vocal coach, I was going to say, Elijah and I know that most people can sing most As people can to sing. Can't sing, okay. Yeah, because the, the term tone deaf is loosely and wrongly used. Tone deaf is kind of like you know when you can't hear the difference between two tones. So someone can't hear ah oh, or oh, you know like there's not many tone deaf people around. It's a like hearing rather than <laughs> yeah, your singing hitting. ability. Yeah. So you can hear a melody, you can hear this is a high note, this is a low note. And these things are important. So if, you, if you've got that to work with, where someone can differentiate between those two notes, you've got something to go on. If they can't hear the difference between R ah and R, ah, then it's a difficult job. So most people hear songs on the radio and sing along to them. Now, whether, they think, whether they think their, their voice is good or not, that's a different thing. Self-judgment is the biggest obstacle with many things in life. So so that phrase of sing like no one's listening or so dance true. like no one is about inhibition. Yes. So when when we're drunk, yes. and if we drink that is and we lose our inhibitions. We probably sing better than we do in a singing lesson or in choir because we don't care as much, so there's less obstacles, so there's less tension.
2: So would you like a glass of wine <laughs> at 10am?
1: Why, why do people come to see a vocal coach? As, aside from like people who are training to do a show or it's their job to sing, yeah. your average Joe blogs, why are yeah. they coming to you? What are they getting out of it?
3: Um, good question. So there's different reasons for that. So some people, so you know professionals from why they come for, yes. for training yes. for stuff um individuals probably realize that singing makes them happy but they don't think they're any good at it so they want to get better at it in order to become to be happier so then more often than not they're involved in amdram or choirs or something like that others have just thought i love music wouldn't it be nice to sing well if i can sing well maybe i'll enjoy this more so they've worked out because we're all working out what makes us tick in life aren't we yeah Aside from, you know, going for a drink or going for dinner or whatever. So they're thinking, oh, I like singing. I just don't think I'm very good at it. And they've taken that leap to do something about it. There's a massive division between male and female. It's not something that men warm to that easily in later life and think that will be something that I'll do for myself.
1: Interesting. Because
3: it's attached to emotion.
1: And are most of your clients women as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. The the ones that aren't professionals.
1: Yeah. And do people come in certain times in life, like let's say they've been divorced or they've been bereaved or they're depressed, or would you say people use singing yeah. for that to improve their wellness?
3: Yeah, because I think that we're often doing stuff for. If you're a family person, yeah, you're often prioritising your family first, yes. and then you think of yourself after that. Yeah. So to think, oh, I'm going to do something for myself, as in I'm going to pay for singing lessons at this stage of life when actually your son or daughter would like singing lessons or whatever. So you're you're channeling where you're putting your energy, time and money. Yeah. So it's not often, uh, until someone has a moment in life where they think, I need to do something for myself. We were talking about that this morning on the WhatsApp, only we, about that the pandemic has caused people to stop and think about those things. But before that, most of us are just moving forward quite fast. So they don't often, to answer your question, they don't often kind of think, what can can I do for me? What they think of is probably more social. They think that they need to go for a glass of wine, which is just as acceptable, or go out with friends or whatever. They don't think think a singing lesson will provide that joy or clarity. Yeah. And they've got a point. It doesn't for everyone, but it does for some.
1: And what does it do, in both of your experiences, for those people who come and find joy in it?
2: What does it do for them? Um... There's been a lot of people that have come and it's very unexpected. They haven't come going, I'm going to have a singing lesson. I recently come out of a divorce, therefore it will make me feel better. They're just doing something for themselves. What has happened is, I would say in a general term, uh, experience of letting go. So letting go of your inhibitions, letting go of baggage. I always, always press clients to choose the song themselves. I'll help oh, them, I'll okay. help them get there if they're yeah. struggling. But that is so important because that's when you get that emotional connection and the person, it's like a shedding of a the skin. They'll mm. just go, oh my God, I didn't know I had that in me. But it's because lyrically or there's a memory or, or something about that song that has enabled them to just let go, be in that moment, have that hour to just forget, escape. Yeah.
0: So Lauren and I both had a singing lesson yeah. on our own. Yeah, um, I don't know how yours went.
1: I don't know how yours you went. How and went. I couldn't ask Eliza and I was desperate. She's like, I'm not telling you anything. and You wouldn't tell me anything. So the week is in two parts. Yeah. We are calling
0: the the episode Choir mm. because, well, we'll get onto the choir part mm. in a bit. But it did start with a personal singing lesson. We were yeah. lucky enough to have that. It did. Um, which obviously tooled us much better when we went in to sing as a group. Yeah. We can talk about our weeks with your singing lesson. come on. Come on then. I will start with a voice note. I'm just about to go in for a singing lesson. Now, this is something I have never done in my life and I love singing. So I'm really, really (laughs) nervous. This is really pushing me outside of my comfort zone. Um, I will obviously report back on how it goes, but I just wanted to note how uncomfortable and nerve-wracking, this is. I mean, Eliza was absolutely fantastic. This was not her first rodeo, no. right? So she calmed me. She did some singing exercises with me. And then I chose a few songs that I sent over to her. Mm-hmm. And we then, um, we started singing one of the songs, an Ed cheering song, and she said, I'm feeling like you're not emotionally connected to this song. I said, I'm not. It's just a nice song. She said, yeah. no, I need one that you... Love mm. and I said, Well, let's just do this as me. Then she said, Okay, you greatest know, from showman. greatest show. It's like a massive song, that's a big song. Well, we did it, yeah. And the more relaxed I got yeah. within the singing lesson, yeah. the more I belted it out, the yeah. more I, the less I cared what yeah. I sounded like because yeah. it wasn't about that, yeah. She made it very clear it's about self care, it's about joy, it's about being in the moment, it's about presence, it's about being mindful, it's just about getting the most out of it for you. Mm. And it wasn't about making the best sound out of my voice. Mm. It was just, and the more I let go, Mm. the better it was. Mm -hmm. Not the sound, the experience. So here's my voice note for when I came out. Well, that was bloody great. Once I let go and just sang the song and not worried about what I sounded like, I just had the best time. What a release. Oh, it just felt so joyful and freeing and liberating and... It was just great. Thank you, Eliza. That was absolutely brilliant. It was the most fun I've had in ages. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. How was yours? I shall play you my voice notes. Okay. I've got my singing lesson this morning. I'm feeling sick to my stomach about it. The thought of singing in front of somebody else or anyone else hearing it who isn't in my household is just, oh my God, I'm like... Mortified at the thought of it. I told the kids last night, they said, Oh, is Auntie EJ teaching you? I said, No, her colleague Richard, who is also a vocal coach, will be teaching me. And they were like, Oh, God help him, that poor, poor man. And then the little one piped up, Mummy, I think it will really help with your kitchen singing. <laughs> they have this running joke that because I sing constantly have a shit voice, but I sing all, I love it. Yeah. I sing all Good. the time. Yeah. I sing around the house, I sing in the kitchen, I sing in the car. I mainly just get told either shut up or mum, you think you're Ed Sheeran. That's their classic line. Um, so I was really, <laughs> I've never done this ever in my never. life. Never. 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 Although I did a lot of singing in my younger years, believe it or not, with my dreadful voice, but I did. So how was it? Well, I actually got Richard to um, to give the feedback, but I, I went in and I was really nervous and we did a lot of breathing and that I was down with because obviously I do a lot of breathing with women in labour. So that's all second nature to me. So that was good and fine and comfortable. And then we also did some warming up and I sort of just started belting it. And he was really, really encouraging. And the more encouraging he was, the yeah. more I thought, fuck it yeah like no one's gonna die I, like I'm gonna I'm, be here yeah. and I actually said to him there's absolutely no point me not going for this because otherwise it's just a waste of my time and a waste of your time so I'm just gonna kind of let go yeah and as soon as I let go it was better yeah I'm again I'm not telling you the voice was better the sound that came the out of me was better was but better. the experience was yes. better because it was very very freeing, freeing. Interesting. yeah interesting so um yeah so Richard reported back Right, I finished my lesson. How was it? Um, it was exposing, fun. I felt a bit vulnerable. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Was it as
3: terrifying as you thought? No,
1: no, no. You're also much less terrifying in the flesh than <laughs> you are on Instagram.
3: <laughs> Which is good. Um,
1: I, I felt like I got some very positive feedback from you. You and did. I And I will it. take it that it was not paying me lip service. It was
3: completely honest. I have a duty as a teacher, Eliza would agree. Like, we don't have a duty to butter people's ego. No. We have a duty to be honest with them, if they're paying, to come and have a lesson with us. So you came today, and anything I told you was quite honest. Yes. There was no highlighting of things that were negative. I've got to be really honest with you. You, I I didn't, nothing alarmed me. Actually. That's good. I said, what alarmed me was that you were much better than you told me you were, which I kind of expected because most people come with an apology of how bad they are. Yes. And their own inhibitions that kind of act as obstacles. But you came in and they lost that quite quickly, which is really good. We had a chat and you understand breathing yep. to do with your experience in life and your work. So that was an advantage. But then when you actually sang and we spoke about who you were singing to and what these things were meant, you really surprised me with your ability. And that's an important thing to take away because... You've told yourself you're not very good at this your whole life, or maybe have been told, and it's all been in jest, and we all say, oh, I'm shit at that, etc. cetera. But um, I can tell you honestly that you were actually not shit at it and you're quite good at it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm
1: taking that compliment, Nicole, to. and I'm putting it in my pocket.
3: <laughs> you have to, because it's so important to walk away thinking, what did I get from it? And actually, your tone and the way you were singing in that high range and your ears and were pitching in tune... It's, it's not a shit voice.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. He was so charismatic and so fantastic, wasn't he? I could listen to him forever. I know. There you go. To be told, that was not a shit voice. That was good. <laughs> so that was our singing lessons. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. And I'm kind of hurrying this part up because I really want to get onto the main part of the practice, which was choir. Choir. Yes. Yes
1: Horizon Studios, let's go further.
0: So while singing alone is obviously great, as you've just heard from me and Lauren, singing with other people is even better for you. The big choral census produced by Voices Now noted that 2.14 million people are now singing regularly in choirs, with a record 40,000 groups now operating across the UK. Isn't that incredible? It's
1: amazing.
0: Studies show that singing in a choir is good, not only for your mood, but also for your immune system, like what we said earlier. After taking part in an amateur choir rehearsal, participants of the study showed an increased presence of immunoglobin A, indicating their immune system is up and healthy. There is also the increased sense of community. So feeling like you belong is so good for you. It's probably one of the most important things that we can feel. Group singing not only helps forge social bonds, it also does so particularly quickly, acting as an excellent icebreaker. Community singing is effective for bonding large groups, making it an ideal behavior to improve our social networks. This is particularly valuable in today's world where many of our social interactions are conducted remotely through a screen and on social media. Research has shown that group singing, no matter the quality of the results, as Lauren and I have just said, has even been shown to synchronize the heartbeats of those people singing together. That I love so that. Beautiful. I
1: love that fact. That is It's so gorgeous, isn't beautiful. it? I know, yes. I know. When people are suffering with mental illness, creating and sustaining social bonds is critical in combating loneliness and depression. Singing with others creates a strong sense of community and social inclusion. It enhances the possibilities of of empathic relationships and generates a positive group identity. Social inclusion is a key part of recovery for people with mental health needs. Feeling connected to others is not only important in terms of having a social and emotional support system where you feel loved, esteemed, and valued. It also encourages healthier behaviour patterns and has a positive influence on your overall physical health.
0: Singing in a choir can and will bring joy to its members and the audiences. And while we always strive to be the best we can be, our voices don't have to be professional standard to derive these multitude of health benefits. A 2005 study that showed that singing, even at an amateur level, was beneficial to people's emotional, physical and cognitive well-being. A choir that really works together where there is cooperation, determination, discipline and imagination will draw the best from every individual involved and create something much greater than the sum of its parts. The collective unified sound of a choir forgives many individual flaws while being something of which each participant can be equally proud. In a post-COVID world where many suffered from isolation and loneliness, it is fascinating that the growth of community choirs seems to see people returning to an interest in connecting with one another through singing. So, could finding the right choir be the perfect way to improve your well-being? Well, we have tested this out to report back. So, we've done the first part of our week. Yes. So, let's go into the choir part. How did you feel about going to choir? I was literally terrified. Were you? I was really terrified. I was. I was terrified about the singing lesson. Yeah. And I was terrified about... Going into the choir. Have you
1: ever sung apart from like in your car?
0: No, but I love singing. Yeah. I really love singing. And I'm a massive musical theatre fan. Yes. So I'm always belting out show tunes with my kids. Yeah. Always. So it's, it's, it's like a joyful thing for you. It's, it's an enormous part of our life because well, I have quite a long school run with both the girls. <laughs> yeah. So there's always, and it gets quite testy because we're always picking parts and they always give me the crap part. I always get the male parts. They always get like the big numbers, you right. know? And then one of my kids will choose Defying Gravity. So it was yeah. just basically a fucking solo. Like, yeah, yeah. So we're always competing with each other to get the best parts. So we are a big singing family. Okay, So to do this, where it takes you actually out into public, yeah, take your singing somewhere else where yeah. other people can hear it, Felt very exposing. Very. To me. That was exactly how I felt. Yeah. And coming into a group of like 80 people. Yeah. That all knew we were coming in. Mm -hmm. They were the most welcoming
1: group. They were so friendly. We got
0: put onto their WhatsApp group. They were so excited to have us. They were so welcoming. They were absolutely divine and gorgeous. And we could not have felt more part
1: of it. Absolutely.
0: They were wonderful.
1: I felt very embraced. That's the word I'm going to use. We were. And included and... There was such a sense of community spirit. Yes. And also I
0: wanted to, I I guess I wanted to respect all of that because they were so welcoming. Yeah. So I really wanted to bring my best self. That doesn't mean my best singing, but I just wanted to be as present as I could be and to really, really engage in this very unique experience.
1: Yeah. I did a major deep dive stalk of the Our Voices Choir because I wanted to hear everything they sang. I wanted to see it all. And So I always like to go in... Fresh.
0: You always like to go in prepared. I really do. It's so funny how we yes. both completely do Like, I just want
1: to know, I want the experience to hit me in the face. Yeah. So so we turned up to choir. Yeah. And there was a big book of, of songs, Eliza lent us her folder, which had all the songs that they've been rehearsing and preparing parts for. And I don't know, in my sort of naivety, stupidity, it didn't even occur to me that choirs are divided. Of course they are. Tenors, altos, sopranos. sopranos. We were in the sopranos. We were in the sopranos. Yes, and of course... Do you think they just bunged us anywhere? No, I don't. I think they gauged our voices, that is in the appropriate section. And we were together. We were together. Which was a relief. And each part, of course, has their own little bit to sing. Yes. During every song. Yes. So they just kind of sang... And we kind of picked it up. We did. You do pick it up quite yeah. quickly, don't you? And I looked around and there was a lady in front of me and she sort of turned around so I could see what she was singing and I copied we had her the song voice. Book. And we also had the
0: words in the songbook. And yeah. also on the songbook, Eliza had noted down which parts to sing and
1: which parts not to. I wasn't clever enough to be able to decipher all that. The la la. Well, it was just where highlighted. You did la-la and where you didn't.
0: It was highlighted. <laughs> it was highlighted. And it was as they started singing. And we're not talking like... Choir songs. We're not talking no. about hymns. No, we're talking Lady Gaga, Scissor Sisters. Pink, Scissor Sisters, Fleetwood Mac, Adele, Adele, and the these songs just kept coming out. Songs that I love. Yeah. songs that I do sing in the yeah. shower, and I would sing in the car with my kids. But it was the harmonies,
1: the and sound. I'm the, like, even the, now, I'm thinking about it. I can feel like tingling in my back just thinking about their sound. So I had to stop myself from crying. They
0: were amazing. There was so much going on in that room. And it really reminded me it was a little bit, for me, it was a bit of a religious experience. Mm. That's the only way I can explain it. It touched me very deep in my soul, this being in this community with this sound coming out of this room. It was amazing.
1: But not just the, it was the sound. So it was like watching an amazing show, but also being a part of it, being in it. yes. And those things combined, it was like for me the most joyful, uplifting. I felt high. I'm going to say something
0: quite out there. Go on. Out of every single practice we have done, yeah, and there are probably over eighty, yeah, now, yeah, seventy, yeah, this was my favorite.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh. This was what? What? What about it? Was your so favorite? So powerful. Yeah.
0: Um, I love music. I love live music. Yeah, I have been completely um, deficient in live music in my life in the last two years. Mm. haven't had any. Um, and I've craved it, massively craved it. There have been times where I have laid in bed and imagined myself, I swear to God, at the O2, hearing Pink sing live or hearing another act sing live or being in the theatre. Mm. It's a huge part of my life. Mm. And so being there... Mm. I guess it would have felt special anyway, but on the back of COVID, it just felt like... A very spiritual, moving, humbling experience. And we
1: did a lot of laughing that night, you and I. Some funny things happened in the evening and you and I just, we started giggling. And I think because we, it just, it, it was such a good feeling. We were feeling so good. We did, we got the proper giggles. I
0: got the proper giggles. <laughs> we got the proper giggles.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was just fantastic.
0: Everything was there. Yeah. Everything was in there. I think we should play a clip of, the, of how the choir sounds. Oh,
1: yes, we must. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs>
0: the story of this this song this Adele song because it's really incredible and I think it gives a very a very important vibe of this particular choir this particular community so the woman singing the solo which you can't hear so well on that recording her name was Mandy. Yeah. And we went up to her after at the end of choir just to compliment her on her solo. And her voice was magnificent. Beautiful. But when they were singing that song, I actually stopped singing because I just wanted to... Listen. Experience it. Yeah, experience, experience it. It, it was yeah. moving. And I... Honestly, I wanted to cry. If I didn't... I, I didn't cry because I thought I would look like a total mad. <laughs> and like, why is she crying? crying She's crying in the just, middle of choir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it moved me so deeply. So... When we spoke to Mandy afterwards and complimented on her voice, and she said she shared with us her story, which we have asked if she was okay yes. for us to share here, yeah. which she said yes. yes. Um, and Mandy suffered with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She has she is now recovered yeah. and she's doing really well. Um, and she left choir for three years. Yeah. She had a double mastectomy, and I think the pain. She got such a powerful voice that she said that she couldn't sing because it was too painful. Yeah. Um, so she didn't sing in choir for three years. And when she came back, she didn't know whether or not she could still sing no. that song. She said she thought it had gone. It had gone. And she said it kind of brought her back to life. Yeah, yeah. And that was incredible in yeah. itself. But the other bit, which is so incredible, was that we went to the pub afterwards for a drink with some of the yeah. choir members. And we were saying how amazing Mandy was. Yeah, And they said when she was gone for three years... They all collectively, as a community, refused to sing that song because it was hers. Yeah. And they tried once, a few weeks after she had, she had left the choir. Yeah. And he's, Richard started playing and they started singing and everyone said it just felt completely wrong. So they didn't, they refused to sing it. Yeah. So when she returned to choir, and this was post-Covid, so they hadn't been in a room together either, the choir. Mm. When she returned, it was the first time they were all in a room together. Mm. And Rich had started playing the intro to this mm. song and they all just went into the song. And she said there was not a dry eye in the house. No,
1: I mean, there was barely a dry eye in the house and she'd been singing it a few weeks by then. But yeah. it was it was the sound. Oh, it, was it was amazing. It was but amazing. you could feel... Yeah in the that room em- the, yeah. em- the emotion in the, the emotion yeah. the impact yeah.
0: the yeah. love yeah the respect yeah. that was in that song and yeah. how how important it was to this group of people yeah it was absolutely so beautiful it was
1: and we went to the pub afterwards yes with the choir yeah <laughs> and um oh many a many a tv theme tune was sung was it by me i think you'd gone home at that point I didn't leave you for very long. I sent a video of it this morning. Um, And someone else in the choir was telling me that since they formed five years ago, uh, two of the women in the choir have passed away. Yeah. From cancer. And when they were sick, very sick in the hospice, the choir came. Richard told us this one. The choir came to sing to them in the hospice, which was just. Well, she couldn't leave leave
0: the hospice. And they wanted her to be a part of choir that week. So instead of going to the church hall, They took it to the hospice so that she could hear them and be with them one last time. So
1: if that is not community, I don't know what it's. It was very special. It was. Shall we summarise?
0: Yes. What worked, Laura Mishgon?
1: Oh, it was joyous. It was uplifting. It was fun. It was energizing. It was learning a new skill. It was meeting people from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds. I asked at the pub and Mm. they range from 32 up to 80. Yes. The choir. Beautiful. Um, They have such a sense of community. They have beautiful friendships between them the camaraderie the mutual support and and you could tell that on the WhatsApp group they've got a very lively WhatsApp yeah. group that goes they, all they, day goes all day and they they let us join for the week and you know they chat about everything but it they're they're so supportive of each other and that that was what worked for me i mean again yes i absolutely
0: echo all of what you've just said. It was the the power of humanity yeah. that sat in that room, which was so beautiful. The power of sound and how transformative sound can be and mm. how I feel that sound really deep in my soul. I'd kind of forgotten. And I, it was a beautiful, beautiful reminder. And the only other time I've ever had that was when I we joined a new synagogue a year a year or so. No, it must've been two years ago. And one of the rabbis there, a female rabbi, she has the most beautiful voice. And every time she sings, I cry and I never knew why I cried or why it touched me so much when I hear her singing. I'm not a religious person.
1: It's not about that. It's the sound. But it it's... was sitting in that choir, I
0: understood why this rabbi brings out so much emotion in me. It's the same thing. It's how, it, it's a deep love of mine. Music is lives deep in my heart and deep in my soul. So to hear someone singing it, it feels like someone is like kind of speaking what my heart is saying. That's just lovely. It's the most beautiful thing. Did, That's why I think this has been my favorite did, practice of all. Did
1: anything not work? Not for
0: you? one thing did not work. No, me I would like to go back. And There's no downside to choir. There's no downside no. to choir. You can't not. But I think you have to get the right choir for you because yeah. it is
1: part community. Yeah, and it it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. What did you learn? That it's important sometimes to push out of your comfort zone. And actually, this whole week. <laughs> I wrote that. that. I think we wrote the same thing. How <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> <laughs> ah, she took my fucking line. <laughs> I think, but I think with this week, it was another highlighted thing of we get to do and try so much. Yeah. So much crazy stuff, amazing stuff, weird stuff. Yeah. And it's such a privilege. We're pushing and pushing ourselves. And actually, it's only when the things are sticky and hard that you're doing any learning. And that was, it did feel quite vulnerable to to go and sing. Yeah. For for one person in a room. Yeah. And also to go and join a group, a very well established group. But that's where that's where you find the, the best juice. stuff, right? That's
0: where the juice is. That's where the growing is. That's where the learning is. Yeah. That's where the transformation happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I even need to you if choirs coming in the club? Oh my god, I, I, I so want this choir to live at our club. <laughs> And to greet everyone at the door and on the way back out. I mean, if we ever do open up this club... They are, they're they're opening opening night, they're opening night, yes.
1: So let me just tell you for anyone who happens to live in London that we were part of the Our Voices Choir. It's run by Richard Forbes. It's an adult contemporary choir and it's an inclusive choir which is comprised of people of all ages, all backgrounds. They sing a huge repertoire, Lady Gaga, Coldplay, Justin Bieber. Nobody needs to audition and everybody learns by ear and it boasts over 100 members and it is open. And They said anyone is welcome. Yes. And the details are going to be on, on the show notes On this our show week.
0: notes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I honestly, if you are interested in singing and you do live in the London area, North London mainly, then 100% check these people out. They are wonderful. And I can't thank them enough for... Allowing us to share in their experience, there will be much more on this in our epilogue show. We've got interviews coming up um, from Richard himself, talking about how he started and why he started choir, what he's learnt from choir, and also on the epilogue shows, Lauren and I our singing lessons were recorded.
1: Ha! Good luck getting that one out of my so phone.
0: The ha- If you do want to hear our singing (laughs) and how it's gone, I think we should put that
1: on the epilogue show. So if you want to hear that, then just let us know. Before we trash your ears, we should probably leave you with the beautiful voices of the Our Voices Choir singing
0: Adele when we were young. See you next week.